0: I'm not going to talk about you. Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike, the creator of the One Life Podcast, believes most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life Podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life Podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform.
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the One Life Podcast. I am Mike and my C reed, and we have my friend here, Tanya Redcon community activists. Capster 2023 class of Cap2. <laughs> I don't know how to introduce you. How you doing? Good. How's your day today?
2: Good. It was a day. It was a, you know, good parts, medium parts, difficult.
1: All, it was a good all in day, one. A good day, medium parts, difficult parts. Mm-hmm. I like how you phrased that. I never heard that. Bit.
0: Yeah, just kind
1: of. Did you talk, just, did you just like just, paraphrase yeah. for what I said earlier? No, I didn't. Not everything's me? about you. <laughs> you copying me? Because <laughs> I said something similar earlier. Did you? Yes. Mm, I don't remember. I said it depends on because uh, oh. you asked me how my day was oh, earlier. Yeah. You said depends. I said it depends, it depends on your perspective on, on what we're beauty. talking about because there's some good parts, there's some bad parts, there's yeah. some challenging parts. You know, it depends on what we're talking about. What subject we talking about? Mm-hmm. We're talking about business, we talking about personal. Like, what we talking about? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say, like, mm-hmm. overall, obviously, um, that's why I hate sometimes if you ask me that, because it's like, how yeah, do you, how do you answer? That? Yeah. Like, because, do you actually
2: want to know? <laughs> no, can, I, can I can I can I talk to you? Facts. <laughs> do you, you know have what? like at least five minutes? I
1: had I had um, Alvin, the agent. He's a real estate agent and mm-hmm. he's a, a youth pastor out here. What's up, Alvin? Uh, oh, not Alvin. I'm oh, sorry. I totally messed up your name. Arvin,
2: I told you I'm bad with names. Hey, everybody know I'm bad too. with names, so Take that's some my disclaimer. Memory vitamins.
1: <laughs> everybody know I'm bad with names, so I, I do not feel bad at all. <laughs> Arvin, the <laughs> agent, he's a real estate agent, uh-huh. but he's a pather out here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the show like months ago, and he he actually brought that up. Mm-hmm. He was because we were talking about something similar, and he said um, that when people ask like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Yeah. and he he be like do you really want like people aren't really prepared for that answer right like people say it like just to be you know polite and mm-hmm. friendly but they're not really expecting like yeah. the real answer
2: but then they come off rude because it's like i'm all right and they're like okay
1: right <laughs> the gen, the, you know the generic question I'm all right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? but you can tell when someone's not
2: i almost always believe it or not if somebody says like i mean you know because i do it to you sometimes when you're like, I'm all right. Well, yeah. Why? Why are you just all right? What do you mean? Well, you didn't say you're good. So I know yeah. something's up.
1: Right. So, I mean, yeah. so what, so what is the proper response for that then? Cause like I said, it, it really depends on what we are talking about. Like overall, and like I was telling mm-hmm. you earlier, overall, my life is great. Mm-hmm. My life is actually great. Um, and, and I was talking about this on the last show, like life is amazing for everybody. It's just life is just happening around us, and it's how we react to it. It's what, um, is what our, our external circumstances are. We, we react to that, right? Yeah. So it's not I really mean, life. So life is mm-hmm. good. Like, my life is great. I mm-hmm. actually have a great life. Like, if you didn't know me and you just looked at my life from the outside, mm-hmm. you'd be like, wow, he has an amazing life, because I get that a lot. Mm-hmm. But people don't see the inside of it. They don't see my struggles or my challenges. You know, they don't see none of that because they're not a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So they just see the outside, the exterior. And it is. It's great. I can't complain. Yeah,
2: Like overall?
1: Yeah, overall. Overall, no complaints? No. I mean, there's like, ex- again, external circumstances that happens, you know, what, mm-hmm. you know, what, what well-being is. You know, we have yeah. ups and downs like everybody.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't like to complain, but I feel like I'm just really right now in that growth mindset mm. mode, you know? Um, so, yeah, sometimes it, it, you know, and I feel like that's why I'm always really mm, assessing things and taking its value for what it is and seeing it as a whole. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, you could really really look into a lot of things like okay if I buy this what company did it come from and and who's working at that factory and how are they treating the workers and you overthink you, like that I wouldn't say overthink but like as an activist you uh-huh. know I'm signing petitions I'm reading into companies and organizations and how they're run and the whole story you know so right but
1: mm-hmm. no nah, and I, I get that right but at the same time it's like You're not going to know everything from everything. You know what I'm saying? Like the headphones you got on right now, you don't know who made that. You don't know what factory that came from. And
2: see, like I feel like I don't want to really be a, you know, you know the word that everybody's using right now, like a, like a sheep, you know? And I just, I don't want to really go through the motions anymore. Like I'm, I'm really right now I'm into really educating myself on everything. Mm. And because when you really, like, find out about it, I mean, some people are like, oh, well, who cares, you know, or, or it's everything, it's everywhere, it, there's, you know, and it starts with one person, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody says, and as an activist, you know, you can't think one person doesn't make a difference, because right. that's how leaders start, right. with one follower,
1: no, it, it you know. Is. And
2: so I'm just really into educating myself right now and just really knowing w- what is that? Well, what's it? What is it made of? And, you know, and I have a six year old, too. And so I'm always thinking, like, what what's she putting around her body, on her body, in her body? And so as a parent, too, I'm like, you know, I would be it would be a disservice to, to myself, to my family, to, you know, our legacy, I guess you could say, um, to not inform her or just give her these things and make it seem like it's okay okay and so like you know at in my work I've been seeing that that's kind of normalized a lot we don't really talk about these things or or care sometimes we're just like oh so is it a big deal. is it
1: more of things that can harm you that you're more worried about like food, like uh, perfume, lotions that you put on your body, is it things, the products like that, or is it every single thing?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's not like it worries me and, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't enjoy anything. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some days where I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to have that burger or whatever, right. you know, so it's not like.
1: So you just had a Big Mac. It's
2: not like, no, not today. <laughs> no, I don't think I've had a burger. I'm not big on Burger King unless they're going to, you know, ridiculous. promote us. No. That's McDonald's. But, um, See. uh, no, I, yeah, I don't do McDonald's. Um, you not, do McDonald's? not anymore. No. Not the fries. are, fries. Yeah, their fries are good. Their fries are good. But, you know, one of the things that I, I found not about McDonald's, but, you know, we'll go into a, an example is the acai berries that they're grown okay. on mm-hmm. trees that are really, really, really tall yeah. and they have kids Getting those those berries, and a lot of times the kids fall mm-hmm. off the trees because they're just using their own. It's not like you have companies that are actually selling it to go in and be like, yeah, th- this equipment looks very safe, and right. you know you can go get the berries now. No, they they make them themselves, and the Amazon or yeah. whatever other countries are getting these berries from, and they're putting them in really riskful situations. They end up falling, you know they they die sometimes, and it's just for a You know, or or how they're, you know, going and getting um, the water from other resources as well. And they're really paying, they're paying them like what cents, Mm. you know, an hour. And sometimes like a few dollars a day for a whole day. And we're supporting those lifestyles by just purchasing the products. So, you know, it just takes a little bit to just grab the other water bottle. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot.
1: True. Yeah. So, um who is Tanya Rinka? I
0: don't know. Because no, cuz yeah. we we just started this conversation,
1: yeah. right? And it kind of went into a direction uh-huh. of like what you, what your obviously your passion is. Yeah. Right? And I've had good conversations with you, and I know what you want to do in the community and all that. Yeah. But for our listeners who do, don't know you, like just give like a little synopsis of who you are, because you're going to be joining me every now and then. Right. So people got to know who you are.
2: Right. Ooh, well, I mean, we just said how it's going to take five minutes to answer how are you. So, you know, how long <laughs> is this going to take? My whole life story. I mean, uh, I'll give a little bit of a background. I just oh, yeah. moved out here to the Antelope Valley about eight, nine years ago. So I grew up that's, in or-
1: That's not just mood out here by the way. <laughs> it just feels <laughs> Eight, like it nine to be, years You know, cause is not I just moved I out mean, here.
2: my daughter's 6. Uh-huh. So, you know, and I was a stay-at-home mom for 3 years or so. So a lot of that time it just went. And it went flew and and you know, when you're a stay-at-home mom, you kind of have like no life sometimes. So to <laughs> me it's like just no, just but now out now you house. have
1: a, a full <laughs> life because you, you do a lot. You, yeah, you, know, you are in our cap class. Mm-hmm. You're um, on the PTA board board of a, mm-hmm. her school. I'm assuming. Yeah, right.
2: I'm a the treasurer. Mm-hmm.
1: So I mean, and ahead.
2: then I'm a I'm a parent ambassador. So that means, you know, we go to like school district meetings and we just kind of like report back i guess you could say and just say hey you know this meeting went like this or we learned this or we could really put this more into the schools and right now they're really big on uh dei um so like diversity diversity, inclusion equity um which is kind of like something that we we do in our class as well and i know they're trying to um put that into a lot into the city so you know the human rights advisory committee um they're really big on that and I attend those meetings as well um I'll go to the city council meetings as well sometimes and so um I have you know connections and I'm emailing people you know uh, I'm doing right now our um our community project with a board member of the human rights advisory committee so he yeah he's on that um, so, you know, we are, we're always um, bouncing ideas back and forth and, hey, what do you think about this? And we should do this and let's go protest and, you know, do things like that. So right now I know um, one of the main focuses is on uh, how alcohol affects the criminal activity in the area. So we're trying to um, advocate to not get so many liquor stores to open up in the area because, you know, that attracts, um, high volume of criminal activity. So that's, that's one thing on that for the PTA board. You know, I like that my daughter sees me, um, volunteering and being a part of it. So sometimes she'll be like, you work at my school. I'm like, yeah, work for free. (laughs) And, um, you know, it is, um, it is nice. You know, I didn't I didn't have that that growing up, and, and it's nice to be involved. It's nice to have a voice. I mean, I'm um, a little bit close with the president. Um, she's a good friend of mine. And, um, yeah, she's also starting up her own after-school program, um, doing, you know, self-workshops, and she's really into that too. So it's nice. You know, you, you build your, your community, and you have mm-hmm. – Um, a group of people that are really trying to make a difference and so that's kind of what 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 I'm about so even if I wanted to to move back to Orange County which is where I I grew up um, all my life you know I feel like the community is really growing on me there's there's so much and I feel like if I would have stayed in in Orange County I wouldn't have been exposed to to so much um of the things that are out here, like like the diversity, the different backgrounds, and um, just seeing you know a city that, even though I see a lot of people here and, and they they say you know our city is not doing this or the community needs this and that, and I, I feel like they're doing a lot more than than other cities, um, in in the area.
0: So yeah,
2: yeah that's a little bit okay. a little bit about me. I'm you know obviously my, my daughter is really important to me. I love being a mom um really family oriented
1: All right so you know, you know what i love about um like our generation of uh, parents um that we're we're more involved with our kids like how you said you didn't have you know you didn't have that when you was growing up right but now you're a part of the pta yeah. you're involved in your daughter's yeah. life and she sees it right because yeah. that's important yeah i feel and like Sorry, go ahead. No, and, and so I um, I did the same thing when my kids were a l- little younger. You know, um, I coached every one of their uh, sports team. Like, my daughter was in track. I, co- I was a coach for that. My son did soccer. I was a coach for that. You know, my, when my daughter went over to film, you know, I was helping her with that. And my son was doing art and photography. I was helping him with that, so... It's important, and, and I didn't have that growing up as well. So, yeah. but I do see now our generation now, of parents they're more involved with their kids, and it's just a uh, it's breaking the cycle, and and it's actually growing. Like so, now I'm sure that like when your daughter, you know, gets older and she has kids, and when my my kids have kids, they're gonna do the same thing, and yeah. they're even gonna take it a step further. Yeah, like we're all just growing. I love I, lo- yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah, and it, it I feel like I just started to really appreciate my upbringing i guess you could say not appreciate but just maybe not dwell on all of the negative aspects because i really feel like you know it's gonna sound cliche but i really wouldn't be the person that i am or as involved as i am um as passionate and so yeah it really has um made me want like I really have an open mind to to everything that can happen and I'm right. really aware. So I wouldn't say overprotective but sometimes, you know, and I feel like it's because I've been through it. Mm-hmm. And there's some parents that I talk to and they're like there's no way. That's right. not that's not a thing. I'm like it is. It is a thing, you know, and I feel like sometimes especially like you could say sheltered
0: mm-hmm.
2: um people that maybe I don't know have like maybe religious backgrounds or maybe they just had like a safe home, you know, and weren't really exposed to a lot of the things they just, you wouldn't really think of that. And, you know, I don't want to say it, but it may be a little naive and, you know, you're too trusting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they say that a lot of the, the crimes and things that happen to younger kids, um, 80% or more of the time is a family member is somebody close is a neighbor is somebody (coughs) that, that, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's like, just be Be aware of that and be involved in your kid's life and have those conversations. And
1: so, a couple of years ago, my daughter went through an experience. Well, it was an experience, not experience, but a situation where she wasn't talking to me, and me and her mom couldn't figure out why. Mm -hmm. And the first thing we did, like, what first thing her mom asked me was like, "Hey, what did you do to her?" And I was like, "I didn't do nothing to her." Right. But I wasn't mad at her for asking me because I do know that that's that stat, Like it is like most of the time it's a family member or even a parent. Right. right. That does something. And so once we cleared my name, like mm-hmm. I was fine with her asking me all the questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's my daughter and I want to get down to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But once she asked me, then I start going like, to. What did you do? No, 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 no. I didn't ask her, but mm-hmm. it was like I knew she hung out with my brother a lot mm-hmm. and his kids. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Well, you and know, you know what, what I mean? That's like really... you go through that.
2: Yeah. It's really good though that you did that because a lot of times some people are like, "What do you mean?" or you just get stuck, and it's like, "There's no way my family member could have done that." There's no way, and it's like you know, you just really have to have an open mind and really see what's going Mm. on in the world because you know it's like you said, well, you can't live life thinking like, "Oh, what's in that burger? What's in this? What's in that?" But it's like you know, you also can't live life thinking you can't be an that person is not capable of doing these things, and it's like. These people are the people that are sometimes leading these organizations, having multi-million dollar companies, and they're in charge of a lot of the organizations that are going on right now. A lot and of, you and know.
1: know, and it's crazy because I had a family member that that was accused of something, and um, somebody asked me, they was like, "Hey, like, what do you think about that?" And I was like, "Well, from what I know, mm-hmm. I don't believe he would do something like that because I've known him all my life." Right. I said, "But, however." Mm-hmm. People change. People go through things that we don't know about. Right. So you you do have to be open minded about yeah. that, and it's it's not personal, mm-hmm. but it's it's just being real. Yeah. So when they yeah. asked me that, I was like, I mean, I know him as a good person, but that's just me. Like, I don't know the relationships he has with anybody I mean, else. Yeah.
2: It is. It is shocking, and I think that that's why so many people too are are getting hung up on the, you know, murder mystery right. shows, and they're so popular right now, and it's like, but it's. It's shocking, but it's true.
1: It is. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of those. To be honest <laughs> with you, because like you know, what we always talk about is what you take in is what mm-hmm. your life is like. You consume all that stuff, and I don't like consuming that all that negative stuff. Like I know it's true, yeah. and like we should be aware of it, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't like it. I guess because I don't like it because I had an ex that watched it 24 hours a day. Okay, while that's, she was too, at that's work. a little too much. Yeah, while she was at work, she had her little um, <laughs> laptop up, and you know, once she got home, she like. It was it was too much. Yeah. It was excessive. Yeah, that's, and then yeah. she started thinking, like, weird thoughts. And I was like, oh, this, this is why. Because you're consuming yeah. all that.
2: I mean, if you're just watching it nonstop and at work, yeah. that's a little
1: too much. It is. It was too much. Yeah. Like, I like the shows. Yeah. Like, I like to watch a good drama or a good right. suspense show like yeah. that. But not to consume it every day. Like, that's just too yeah. much. Yeah. Because then you become it. Yeah. So... So anyways, back to, um, back to you. I know we said we we're going to talk about you, but that was a lie, obviously, <laughs> because I do want to know this because the mm-hmm. show is, mm-hmm. um, about people's story and everybody has a story mm-hmm. and because of what you said you did and you just shared all your passions and, and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know, like, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're an incredible woman, um, I just got to know you, you know, from the cap class, but you know, we had great conversations, and, and I love your passion. I love what you want to do with the community, and you know, with everything that you're doing. So, what? Do, like, what's your backstory on where does that come from?
0: Ooh,
2: I had a a really good childhood at first. Um, was uh, it was like me and like. Six other friends and um, I was always with them and so we would always go camping I got the full you know adventure kind of package and and I was always kind of at their houses but I feel like because my parents were so kind of not really there um, that I got that experience and then as I kind of drifted away from those friends and I went up into middle school and kind of went into the girls stage i guess and the whole makeup thing and um it was just you know boys and and trouble and my parents got divorced um when i was eight or nine and so that's kind of when um i i didn't have that father figure you know and my mom was never really like that present um, in my life. So mm-hmm. I feel like I was looking for that attention somewhere, you know? And so, um, I kind of had really bad people around, um, family wise, I guess you could say friends of family. And so I didn't have the best role models. So I fell into a really, um, I guess I got into a lot of trouble, I the guess dark, you could say play, in middle and yeah, in middle school It was a lot of trouble. Um, there were like drugs involved and I was skipping school and i fell behind on my grades which i was always on honor roll um i was like in advanced classes um so you know i felt fell a little bit behind and it was a little bit shocking um for for my mom at the time but you know she wasn't really present i guess you could say and so i didn't really have that connection with anybody um after, you know, my parents split, split, or once, I guess you could say that I was being exposed to those things. Um, you know, my parents weren't really checking in or having those conversations. Um, or like, like I said, it was maybe like the attention, um, just looking for that, that love, I guess you could say. So then, um, yeah, I fell into, into that scene. And then, um, I had to go to the, like the continuation school and you would think it's like, oh, you know, she she, she'll do better now or you it's kind of like the the justice system I guess you could say you know it's like okay you're bad now you're gonna go to jail and you're gonna reform yourself and kind of pick your life up back after that but it's you know it's not really that because you're exposed to so much more in those situations you're you're now going to a school that has all these kids around that are doing worse things so you know it was a little bit a little bit rough um and then I, you know, I feel like I kind of got my life back together when it, it hit a really, um, rock bottom. I had to cut out all of my friends. Um, I really had to focus on myself. Um, you know, I cut every, everything out of my life was sober, was clean when I was like 19. So, um, and then that's kind of when, I mean, I feel like I've always kind of had a passion. I started being being an activist when I was really young, actually. I was like 14. So I never really stopped. Um, I guess you could say like I was a functional, whatever you could say, troublemaker. Um, I still, you know, graduated high school. I went to college. I, you know, worked and, you know, had the car and um all of that was like really responsible. But, you know, I, I, I went through what I went through and it, and it was hard. Um, I feel like I was um, really alone in all that. And so I feel like that's kind of where it came from. Um, I also always wanted to be a foster parent. So um, I, you know, always had that in my heart to kind of, because I feel like even though I had parents, I did, but I didn't, you know? Right, yeah. And so I feel like that. that's why I'm really present in my daughter's life as well. So I just kind of, um just a big advocate for that. that you know, there's a lot of families in need. There's a lot of kids um, that that need that person, even if it's those few conversations and just know that you care, that they need that love because it's so easy to steer into a different direction. Right. No, I get yeah, that. Yeah, I mean- so that's a, a little bit about, but, yeah, I've just always, like, really been curious, I guess you could say, about things. And so I always um, did my research, looked into things, kn- wanted to know more about about everything, you know? Right.
1: So it kind of sounds like, like you and I are kind of similar. Yeah. Um, it, it sounds like, like, for me, like, I kind of grew up similar, um, but I didn't have any parents, many well, I did, and I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my mom was, right? obviously wasn't there, but my dad was alive, but he wasn't there. You know, yeah. um, so but when I when I grew up, like I just knew it wasn't normal the way I was living, mm-hmm. right? It, it wasn't what I considered normal. Like because my all my friends had both their parents there. You saw the love and the the family unity and all that, and I I didn't have that. So I guess for me, I always wanted. I was seeking that. You know, I, I grew up in a gang neighborhood. You know, I knew that wasn't right. So I was seeking the the friendships that didn't fight every day, that you know right. uplifted you, that you guys wanted to do something as a unit together, and you know, and grow. So I was seeking that, and and I did find it. Um, and then uh, going to you know get just getting older, I I knew when and whenever I had kids, I said, you know, I'm, I'm gonna make a difference. I'm gonna be better. As we all should, right? Like, I even want my kids to be better than what I was. You know, I don't want them to treat their kids better than I treated them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a part of the growth cycle. Um, Because I know I wasn't perfect. I don't think any parent is perfect because there's no... I
2: think we finally realize that when we become parents. No, right. I mean,
1: (laughs) you got all these books and stuff, but they don't really teach you how. It's impossible for Mm -hmm. these books or even all these videos now to teach you how to be a parent because your child is so different than, you know, other people that wrote the book. You can use it as a guide, right? Yeah, and there's always room for
2: growth. I mean... Oh, there's always, always right. going to be something right. in all aspects of life.
1: Right. So, I mean, for me, I knew I knew I wasn't perfect. I mean, I feel like overall I was a great dad. Like I wasn't a bad dad. But I feel like I could, have, yeah, I could have. There were bad moments. Yeah, I could have done things different, but, you know, as, yeah. I, as I grew and learned. But going back to what you said earlier. I mean,
2: I would say that about my parents, too. Even though they weren't present at times, I would say there are yeah. there were, there were good moments. There were good moments. There were good things. Right. But there were also very 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 damaging no right but that's why i love well. about like
1: this cap class right yeah. it's like now i know how to communicate like now i know how to communicate with them better yeah. i know how to communicate with anybody better um but like we didn't have those tools. like i didn't have those tools when i first had my kids and i'm yeah. pretty sure like my dad he didn't have the tools like that yeah. i have now i
2: didn't know there were books i think i saw it in a movie once you right. know and i was like i'm gonna give me like 10 of those
1: right so i mean yeah you know we we all could have done better um and I feel like I am um, I'm still growing and I'm still doing better. Um, that's what I like about you and everybody in our yeah. class. Like we're all looking for that positive change and, and my mind, growth mindset. Like I always say, yeah. if you're not doing something to help your mental health every day, if you're not growing, then you're like the hamster on the wheel. You're just mm-hmm. running in place. You're, you're not right. really moving. You're moving, but you're not growing. You're not yeah. going nowhere.
2: Yeah. And even sometimes, you know, you, you can give yourself those, those hamster days like Mm -hmm. you know because it is hard sometimes and you know like we were talking about earlier it's like life life happens and there's a lot of external things but you know you allow yourself some time but then do something with that you know and don't um it's hard when you feel like alone you know or like like there's nothing and nobody that you can talk to about things so i really think that it it is hard to open up sometimes but it gets it does get easier and easier and i feel like um if you see somebody opening up or struggling or have something to say you know do something with respond to them in a way you know like how we said you know if you somebody asks how are you and somebody's like i Hey, you know, I'm pretty sure that they know that you, they didn't say they were good, you know? So mm-hmm. maybe what I'm trying to say is like, don't take those things lightly. Maybe sometime somebody does need, you know, that, that person to just hear them out or those, those five minutes could really make a difference in somebody's right. life. Um, Cause a lot of people don't have anybody no, at and, all, and you know not what? one person.
1: No, and I think I can relate to that. Like even like right now, like like I have friends, right? I have, I've, I think with this cap class, I found um, a great support system mm-hmm. and friendships. You know, like with you, with Tanja, mm-hmm. um, and a couple other people with Lisa from the first class. I think, um, like in my situation, like I, I get lonely a lot because I live by myself, right? Mm-hmm and like but sometimes i do have those moments where like i'd be wanting to talk to somebody Mm -hmm. but no one's there Mm -hmm. um and i don't want to like i don't want to just call somebody because i know we all go through things Mm -hmm. like i feel like some days i can have conversations like with you or you know somebody else Mm -hmm. like if if i'm already on the phone with you like I i feel like i can open up at that point but yeah I feel like when I'm at home and I'm in that moment or in that mood of just feeling lonely, whatever, like I never pick up the phone.
2: Yeah. I feel like it it is hard to, to open up sometimes. And I I feel like it's because we've been living in a world where people are so judgy, you know, Yeah, and it's so hard. Um, The criticism is real. And that's why, like, I'm really trying to be very mindful and pick up on on cues and really read into people's feelings and stuff because I grew up with a family that was always very critical of everything Mm -hmm. that I did, especially like a lot of Latinos are going to like back me up on that. You know, it's like, Oh, why did you do this and that? But it's like, you you rarely get props for the the good things, you know, or it's like, so, but, it, and I feel like that's what makes it really hard, and that's why I'm, like, emphasizing, you know, really try to be mindful of the way that you respond to people because that's why we live in the, the sad world that we live in sometimes, you know, and it's because people just get that that blowback, you know, or, oh, I was I, I finally opened up or I finally tried to talk to somebody or, you know, this was really hard for me, and they just kind of responded like that. So I, I do feel like... Um, and that's why I really like this class. Um, it really tells you to, cause I feel like when people are opening up to me sometimes, I don't know how to, I didn't know how to respond in the beginning. I was like, what do I say? Like, do I just talk about myself, like, or my situation to make them more comfortable? And in this class, I really learned some things that, that really helped. And I use it at work. I use it with my friends. I use it with family. And it's, it basically is just let them be them. Like let them feel what they're feeling without trying to fix it, the situation, you know? Just right. like, let them know, man, like, you know what? Like I, I know what you're going through is hard. Or, you know, like that that does sound tough. Like you have a right to be upset. You have the right to be like this. Instead of saying, like, oh, why'd you do, you know, this or why don't you do that? Or you could, you know, and it's sometimes it's not about because number one, like we don't know what their situation is like and we will never know what it's like because you can never 100% put yourself in another person's shoes, Right. you know, and it's like you don't know the whole story, you don't know the whole situation and sometimes it's like j- just hear that person out, just be there for them, just, just feel with them in that moment, you know, and also asking like, well, what can I do, you right. know, like what can I do to make you feel better or what would you, what would make you feel better?
1: Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, we did learn that in our, mm-hmm. um, in our, in... <laughs> <Blah>. <laughs> I was trying to say something else because I'm actually reading what I, I want to say, but oh, my, but no, no, because my brain want to say something else, but my eyes is looking at this saying, I'm supposed to be saying no, I'm
0: this. you a hard time because you told me last time. <laughs>
1: yeah. So what we're talking about mm-hmm. is ACR, active, constructive responding, right? And part of that is really just, um. A big, big thing, a big part of that is really just listening, mm-hmm. being present, acknowledging, yeah. you know, what they're feeling. Right. Right. Because um, yeah. I, I, I said this on the show about a month ago because I went through this situation. And it's, it's crazy how this class, like a lot of these things that w- we learned in the class, I actually was going through mm-hmm. very similar situations yeah. as we we're going through the class. Same, so same, It same, was same. like, wow, like I yeah. really fit, I felt it. Um, so I went through this situation where, you know, I just got out of a relationship and I was talking to somebody and they was trying to help me, right. Mm -hmm. By telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I already know what to do. So I didn't really need to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to hear it because it's not going to fix the situation. Right. right? I just needed her to be present Mm -hmm. and listen. But as People that we, we care, right? Yeah. So, and, and I did this with my last relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to help her,
2: mm-hmm. like, fix, you wanted and to fix, fix it. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, I mean, same yeah. thing, right? Like, I wanted to
1: be mm-hmm. a fixer, like, cause mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fixer, right? Yeah. I understand that. Like, and what I should have done was just paid attention and listened more. Exactly. Yeah. And because what worked for me may not have worked for anybody. Exactly. So, yeah. I can't help somebody but or fix somebody. My,
2: yeah. But not just that, when you're trying to give all these things, you're kind of like devaluing their feelings. So you're yeah. making them think like, oh, instead of feeling bad, you should just do this. Right. So I feel like when you're able to be like, it's OK to feel like that or I'm so sorry or like, can I give you a hug or, you know, like, is there something I can do or what would make you feel better? Like, you know, and then also like sometimes take the time out to check on that person or be like do you want to go somewhere? Do you want to go for a walk? And, you know, and, you know, sometimes people don't know because nobody's ever really talked about it. But, you know, the other thing that I liked about the class was um, coping skills or like what makes you feel good, like being in tune with your body. And I feel like that's something that I never really, really had or was aware of, you know. And the other aspect that I really like was the the NVC, the nonviolent communication oh, skills. Yeah. That one was really good. So instead of being like if you're arguing with somebody too, instead of being like, oh well you did this or or you know or I told you a million times or I you always or right. you never, you know, it really helped to kind of like um put it in in a sentence, like in two sentences, you know, like it makes me feel blank when right. you blank in the future, if you could blank, you know it would, you know it and would I, help us. I, I learned that in therapy. I love that. I, I love
1: learned that, that in therapy. Yeah. Um,
2: but did you stick to it every single time?
1: No, I didn't, <laughs> and because no, because in the perma method, mm-hmm. it, that falls underneath relationships, and uh, it actually goes into deeper meaning and how to do yeah. that right Just with everybody because Could like be you said neighbor, like with, it was a whole yeah. paragraph on what mm-hmm. you're supposed to like fill in the blanks yeah like i felt like that was hard and, and i don't think i don't do that mm-hmm. i think now the one thing i do use i will say this and i use this a lot and i got this from therapy which is it's kind of the same thing um right when when someone is telling me something and i, and I don't like what they're telling me mm-hmm. i do say you know what i hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm but let me repeat what I'm hearing because yeah. I might be wrong right. and you might be delivering it wrong, mm-hmm. but let me, let me repeat what yeah. you're saying. Cause this is what I heard right. and this is what, how it made me feel. Yeah. I do do that. Mm. So it's, that's just a, but that's just a little part of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But then you have to say that the next part to kind of make it better, you I know, know get the can, next part. Yeah. It's, if you could, if you could blank, it would really, you know, help or it would really make the situation which is playing better. Right. You know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trying. You know, and like it, I feel like it, it is hard and we haven't it been is. taught that. But these are things that can be really big game changers. It and is. then also how the other person responds too.
1: But it is. You know, um an and expert. that's why I like I keep a lot of this stuff on my, mm-hmm. my book. And what I, what I'm learning now because we're on the tail end of the class, is because we're going to always go through challenges and obstacles, right? Right. So whenever I go through a challenge or an obstacle now, I do refer to this playbook. Yeah. And I say, okay, first I look up, you know, what what pillar does it fall under, and what tool can I use yeah. to make this situation better? I really do that, and I feel like if we can if we can do that, it's going to help us learn this more. One of
2: the Things that I wish we would have talked about more, or maybe I just need to like look into it more. And you tell me if it's in there somewhere. But um, is self self talk like self love, self awareness? I know there's like the health one where it's like fitness and sleep, and but I really, I really, you know, feel like I wish we would have talked about that more. Self
0: self talk,
1: yeah, like positive, like
2: positive, like positive self talk. <laughs> A little under, I don't know. Under what, what, um. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Well, I know under, um. Under the, uh. Health, the health one is, uh. How do we achieve positive change? You Mm -hmm. know? I don't know. But I feel like
2: that one is, is one of the most challenging things that I've seen lately. Especially with the, like. I don't want to use the word extreme but i feel like when you know when things get really difficult really hard and let's say like nobody is around or it's just you and sometimes it it, it is up to us to talk to ourselves to talk you know right. things out and to give ourselves that
1: well you that know what self
2: love that motivation that positivity and that's what, hard what works for it's me sometimes
1: what works for me in those scenarios, which I have a lot of those, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, Tanja taught me this, mm-hmm. but it's something we learned in class, but she taught me it because she would call me like almost every day and ask me a simple question. What went well today? Mm-hmm. She never asked me, how was your day? So she replaced it with, Hey, mm-hmm. what went well today?
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: right off the bat, that's what she would call me and say, Hey, what went well today? So now whenever I'm going through something or feeling lonely, or I'm in that mood, I just ask myself, you know what? What went well today? Or what is working working well? Mm -hmm. What is going good? Yeah. And that kind of gets me back on track.
2: Yeah.
1: Just thinking positive. Yeah, it does.
2: It helps a little bit. But I also feel like the bigger picture is, like, within ourselves, you know? Mm. Like, because we're our own kind of world, you know? Mm. And so it's like, this needs to be aligned if it's going to be aligned with everything else, you know, and it's like, yeah, we we can be, you know, ask ourselves, like, how are we doing, but that's kind of always going to be based off of something external, like, like we said right. earlier, but I feel like once we are kind of in, in check and we're good and you're good with yourself and you're being mindful of your feelings, appreciating yourself, loving yourself, giving yourself that grace, then everything else kind of falls um, and to place a little bit easier, a little bit better. Um, and so I feel like we really have to start, start with that and with that, you know, focus on that a little bit. And, um, well, man,
1: mean, that's, that, that comes, that goes as far as underneath the meaning pillar.
2: Yeah. Which was the end, right? It was like yeah. towards the end of the class. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, finding your purpose mm-hmm. and, you know, um, yeah, Best reflected self-exercise. I, like self I, I, I forgot yeah, what the like exercise that, was. What was the best re- reflected self-exercise?
2: So that one it was the last homework assignment. So <laughs> you know probably need to do that still. Oh, um, yeah, it's, like whole, it's like a whole, it's like a two-page description thing. And you basically have to write, like, I wouldn't say an essay, but it's like three paragraphs. And you have to get feedback from five people that are close in your life. And you ask them to just give you positive feedback like all the good things about you and you're supposed to get that. And then you put it and you, you reflect, huh? That's easy. That's wow. (laughs) And so that's the, the, yeah, the reflected exercise. Okay.
1: Yeah. I did not do that. I do need to do that. Um, we didn't do the obituary exercise.
2: No, we skipped that one. I'm glad we skipped that one.
1: I I don't think I could have.
2: I wish we would have done it though. Like this is my favorite part because I feel like it's very, very important. Um, really important i feel like mental health has been a really big thing in my life and um you know just being an advocate too for you know suicidal awareness and and things like that it it really starts with within ourselves and so i really wish we would have talked about that more that's
0: kind of my favorite part no
1: (laughs) i i don't and i actually expressed to lewis um when he was talking about this in class Mm -hmm. that um i'm glad we didn't do it because I would have probably broken down. Well, maybe you needed that. No, no, no. Because I'm gonna tell you why. Because I mean, everybody so you knows. Just shove
2: those feelings back. No, everybody.
1: Back no, somewhere. everybody knows that you know I've had suicidal thoughts. Right. I just never had never had a plan. But but I've had suicidal thoughts. Um, but every now and then, I have these thoughts of. It's kind of like the song. Uh, like not a song but it's a verse that Jay Z says on what the beginning of the song I think it's December 4th uh, where he says they never really miss you till you're dead or you're gone. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm feeling lonely, <clears throat> like I get those thoughts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, wow, you know, so I think about wow if I die today like people I think about how mm-hmm. people are gonna react. Mm-hmm. Like I really have these thoughts like often like how are people really are gonna react. Yeah I really plan it through. And every time I do it, <clears throat> like it I get sad and I, I start breaking down because it's true. I don't know why I got something in my throat. <laughs> get rid of it. But it's true. Like people they really do don't miss you till you dead dead or you gone. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people don't appreciate like what I'm doing. Like you're right now. Tear up. And and like It's like an artist, right? Like they're never appreciated until they're dead. And if you see their pain. Well,
2: I think that goes for.
1: Even like a poetry artist. My cousin, he's a a poet. And it's the same way. Like they never talk about the poets that are alive. They always talk about the ones that are gone. They they, they, they read all their poems now. And now it makes sense. Now it has meaning and stuff. But now they're gone.
2: I mean, I think it goes for a lot of things. Sometimes we take we take a lot of things for granted. Yeah, we do. a lot of things. Like I mean, sometimes we're like, "Man, gas is expensive." Okay, let's take away all cars. <laughs> right. You know, like uh, it's a lot of. Things. Well, when like, I used oh, to man, pay for like, when I used to pay for radiation gas? and all this stuff, and the cell phones, Man, take the cell phones away. No, people ain't gonna do that. You know, but yeah, and and that's why I like to talk about these things because it's like, like, for example, like you really. Pl- you know played it through played it out and like pictured it really really pictured it and that's why i'm saying like but sometimes it's good to really think about those things it does give you more appreciation it does you know give you that
1: it it does and i think that's why you know i do what i do and like for me like i I always say I, i never chase money i chase my passion right and my passion is to you know do my part in this world and you know put good energy out there and do good work you know because growing up i didn't have all that Mm -hmm. and i want to see the world in a good place like right now the whole war between you know the palestinians and the israel is like it's really sad it's like Mm -hmm. and it's all because of the someone with power and they they want so much like it's it's greed right you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like man like is it worth it? Like all these people got babies and kids. Mm, Like
2: don't don't even get me started. That's what I'm saying. It's like, Mm. come on y'all.
1: I I thought everybody wanted peace and love and happiness. You know what happened to that? It's like, but no, they want the power and all this. And it at any cost. Yeah. Like, and to me, it's just sad. And I, I can't, I can't stand, and, and you know what's more sad is I'm, I'm watching, you know, the internet where people are like, "Well, I stand with Israel, I stand with Palestine," and I do this, and it's like I don't stand with none of y'all. Mm-hmm. Like I stand on on the side where let's end all of this, right? Like I stand for peace. Yeah. Like it, all this is unnecessary. Like it's right. stupid.
2: You know that that Einstein won the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, for the atomic bomb, right? like how do you know you're like how does that make sense and right. it's like sometimes you, you have to look at well what's the less lesser evil is what people usually say right. in politics you know but it's like
1: right does it really like, have like, to what, be one right when like when Donald Trump and Hillary was born they was like well yeah. what's the lesser evil Who do we vote for mm-hmm. it's like
2: <laughs> I know and then and then you think about it and I feel like a lot of people are like well, I'm not gonna run for president because blah, blah 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 but look at the people that are running for president right. you know so it's like it, it's yeah, and that's why I'm like, you know, one person really can make a big difference.
1: They can. Well, so, I, I truly believe it. Yeah. you know, Because it, it, it starts with one person.
2: Yeah.
1: It starts with one person mindset, and, you know, it may take time. I mean, times, that leader
2: but, is one person right. running that right now. Hitler was one person. Yep. So. I totally agree.
1: Me. But um, I definitely want, you know, that guy saw so crazy. That's why I just like getting into politics. There's so much greed and so much. Yeah you know, um, people just have their own agendas, like, and they don't care who gets hurt in the, in the process.
2: Yeah. And that's why I like, I, I like being an activist is because I really get involved in everything that I'm, I'm a part of and, you know, educate yourself, know what you're, um, what you're supporting, mm. you know, what countries that that's from, what countries that's going towards. Um, and so I'm really kind of big lately on being, um, minimalist. You know, I'm trying not to, not to shop that much. I know it's like, like you said, corporate greed and the, the materialistic things that are going out right now, the ads, and it, it's just, it's going really far, but it is, it has a lot to do with money. for
1: oh, sure. for sure. 100%, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, but and speaking of that, all that, you know, because um, I want to touch on a uh, community and, you know, where you and I, really want to see happen out here in the A.V., don't know yeah. Valley. Because um, sometimes I get discouraged. You know, um, <laughs> I used to talk about, me and um, my first co-host, Diana, mm-hmm. we used to um, always talk about community over competition. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I still hear it a lot. You know, I know a lot of people want to do it. Um, but I, I don't see a lot of it. I don't see enough of it. Mm-hmm. I see more competition. And I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm always gonna be honest. You know, I'm always never gonna sugarcoat nothing. I want to see more community over competition. Be honest with you, because I, there's so many people that are doing great things. So, and I, I don't understand the, the division. Like why they're not supporting each other. I, and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, there are foundations and people supporting yeah. each other out here. But I would like to see more of it. Like I feel yeah. like there's more competition. Like, I would like to see more people actually support each other because they're, matter of fact, on the radio uh, this morning, I heard um, Liz from over at the uh, Wave was talking about how uh, Taylor Swift had her movie premiere the other night, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Beyonce showed up. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Swift put something out on her Instagram, on her social media post about how she really looks up to Beyonce and Beyonce gives her like support and guidance. Mm -hmm. And so they was talking about how you have these two women icons Mm -hmm. that are supporting each other Mm -hmm. and working together Mm -hmm. and giving each other guidance and uplifting each other.
2: So is Taylor Swift Palmdale or Lancaster? I don't know. (laughs) And is Beyonce?
1: I don't know. Why are (laughs) you making it political? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're trying to get me in trouble. Uh. But, I mean, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, their point was, there is enough for everybody. Mm. Like, they both have their, they're making billions. Yeah. Like, there's enough for everybody. And just the support, It. they were talking about woman power, which is great. Mm. You know, but it, it's the same for everything. There's enough for everybody to go around. Like, we don't have to be in competition.
2: I mean, but is there enough? Because I know... Uh... I mean, I don't really know the reason behind why, why, you know, number one. Number two is like, I know there are certain funds. And so maybe there is a little bit of competition because it's like, well, that grant could go towards me, my organization instead, if it doesn't go to the other one. So I I, I don't know. know I mean, there's a little bit of that.
1: I heard from somebody that's Mm -hmm. very knowledgeable in grants. There is a lot of grants out there. People are just not doing the research and searching but because it is is work yeah. but there's a lot of grants out there there is enough for everybody so I'm be and, and
2: that's you. maybe the thing maybe people aren't really educated or know those kinds of things so it's like well where can we start with getting everybody to together and, and hosting well, these kinds of things and putting it out there and and you know and it's also the time like grants take a lot of time to they do to to you know but you know um But really, what would that look for? Like, where can where can we start as a community?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay, I'm going to read something to you real quick. Mm -hmm. Making changes for our well-being is a journey. It's not always an easy one. Despite your best intentions and repeated attempts, it can be difficult to change unhelpful habits. A common mistake of thinking is that change automatically equals taking action and in particular taking action to stop doing something. However, it seems that most of the roadblocks happen before you take any action, leaving you stuck and not feeling ready to make the change you need or want. When you follow an action model of change, you believe you need to leap into action. Alternatively, the trans, uh, was it, theoretical theoretical model of behavior change or Mm. stages of change, recognizing that to change your behavior, the first thing you need to change is your mind. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. It's, mm-hmm. It starts with your mindset. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so for people to, you know, they, they, they say they want community over competition. They say they want change out here. Okay, well, it really starts with your mindset. Are you just saying it or you, is it really your mindset? Like, well, are you really in that mindset? Maybe they do, but
2: maybe it's not a, maybe they just don't know where to start true you know like where so where would they start where you know what would that look like how can we support each other
1: well one i believe people need to put their egos aside Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it is ego everybody Mm -hmm. wants to lead everybody wants to be in charge and that's that's ego
2: okay yeah and let's say they what would that look like how how okay they put their pride to the side or their ego but how can they show that that you know they have put it to the side like what would be the next step i guess you could say
1: the next step would be to um, then show an action
2: which would be like like a
1: whether it's a meeting
2: like a meeting okay yeah a town hall mm-hmm. at town hall like at know, city like yeah. a city, city council meeting city council
1: meeting yeah, or you know or a foundation town hall don't really have to be a city city like council member the
2: chambers of commerce
1: chamber of commerce yes mm-hmm. they can they can put together a, a town mm-hmm. hall of change and let's hear people's opinions
2: well, I think and, I know somebody from
1: there that I, I know a couple of people <laughs> um but you know what I'm saying like let's hear let's have a town hall like that yeah. um let's let's start talking about you know, because it it is going to be a, have to be a conversation mm-hmm. first. Let's talk about you know every every everybody's ideas. Yeah. We have to listen to everybody's ideas. Like one person can't run it or two people can't run mm-hmm. it and just have these ideas and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It's like no, like you have a you have all these leaders at the table. Let's hear everybody's ideas. Now let's yeah. compromise it and make it work. Yeah. And and I've heard that you know a few people have had these meetings, but they break really? down. They break down because of everybody's foundation has different policies, so it doesn't work within their policies. Mm. So it's like, okay, well, maybe you need to change your policies if you really want this to work. Like, what kind or of policy? Re, or revisit your policy, mm. you know what I'm saying, to where it can work. Yeah. Because of people's different policies and views, you know, they so they say, okay, it's not going to work. Mm. I mean, I can't get specific right now, but okay. I do. I, I remember having this conversation with somebody where they said they had how, a meeting.
2: Yeah, How long ago were these meetings?
1: Maybe this was last summer. Where yeah, they yeah, said I
2: haven't heard of any this. No, year. right.
1: Because last summer they tried to do it um, a few groups and they tried to mm-hmm. work together and they said, obviously, every foundation does have their own policies um, and viewpoints. I mean, and I that. do
2: feel like people don't try hard enough. Well, they like, don't. that kind of sounds like an excuse. It is an excuse. Because, again, yeah. you
1: can revisit your mm-hmm. mission statement, your views and all that to make it work. Yeah, you can't because it's not set in stone. Right. Exactly. So you can change. It.
2: But people just don't like to work with other people sometimes you they know? don't
1: but again that goes back to ego and you want to be in charge i
2: mean that too but it could also you know it's both both parts too like we do, we do have to be sen- sensitive and sensible and not be judgmental and and learn how to communicate and that's why like this class is so helpful and so it would be really good for a lot of community leaders you know, organizers, people that are in charge that would attend those meetings to take this class, to, to know how to have those conversations, to know that there's a bigger picture, that we're all in it to try to, um, you know, grow Mm -hmm. and make things better and work as one, work as a team. Right. So, um,
1: I mean, I, I would like to see it. I know everybody. I think, I think everybody out here wants to see it. Um, but yeah. how did, like you were saying, like, what does it look like? How does yeah. it work?
2: Well, you know, it would be really good for, to maybe have something like this, maybe, I don't know, pitch to city hall or something, have like a little bit more like concentrated thing and have like the community leaders attend, you know, mm-hmm. do it on like the nonprofits, organizations the people that are really going out there and have them attend one of the, well like a workshop like the things that we're doing right now right. you know with the community um impact projects
1: right
2: what are we really good because a lot of these tools sometimes it's like they they don't know or you know how to communicate or what to say or how to how do i say this in a nice way and sometimes when you're the boss it's like you don't want to you you don't care to have those conversations but it's like you know as a leader you kind of need to take like humble yourself a little bit, you know, just because you're running an organization doesn't mean you can talk to people a certain way. Doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have a responsibility to, to the people that work with you, work for you that, and, and a lot of you can impact so many other lives and not only that, okay, if you want to be selfish, your organization could be a lot bigger than it is now, you know, instead of maybe thinking small minded and like, Oh, that person's in competition, but Hey, you're probably going to attract a lot more people into your organization. If you just have a better, you know, attitude, better people skills, better communication, communication skills, you're able to, you know, network, build your business, grow your business. So
1: no, you know, it's uh, funny that you said that because um, I was thinking the same thing. Because I'm a part of a board, and um, we have a board of maybe 12 to 15 people, and they're all leaders. They all own their um, own companies, respectively, right? And they're all successful. But sometimes, you know, one or two people might say something, and it's like, okay, that's great. That works for your company, mm-hmm. but that doesn't work for this board. Mm-hmm. For Or for the the, the community. Mm-hmm. like It works for your individual company. Great. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work for this community. Mm-hmm. So people got to be mindful of that.
2: Yeah. And then also not take it so personally. Right. Like, well, thank you for sharing that. You know, like, we'll uh, revisit that. But how would that look like if we applied this here? Right. You know? And,
1: but I, I mean, think mm-hmm. people do take it personally.
2: Yeah. And we need to maybe not
1: yeah, well, And I think that's where this um, class comes in.
2: And also like, you know, self-care too, you know, and, and be mindful. Like you're going to, you're going to get blowback, especially when you're, you're bringing a lot of ideas to the table. Yeah. Cause not every, not, you're not always going to have great ideas and you Whoa. know, you're not always going to have everybody on board. Number one, number two is like, don't stop you know like even if even just because you bring bring it up at a meeting just because you bring it up at city hall um, city council meetings whatever meeting you go to and you don't get the recognition that it needs don't stop like i i've been right. seeing from attending a lot of the meetings um people will say like oh well i went and it's like okay did you what, what was your follow-up what did you do afterwards um did you talk to anybody did you email somebody did you call somebody did you set up a meeting? No, they didn't say anything. Nobody contacted me. I did email them. They didn't email me back. Like I <laughs> I have been like learning that you really have to hunt people down sometimes. Right, you do. Sometimes you even have to show up where they're at, you know, especially like now like I am a mom and You know, I love my daughter, so, um, yeah, like, I make sure, like, I have to email this person, call this person, and sometimes it is weeks, and I'm like, hello, like, did you uh, forget my email? Did you forget to call me back? And, you know, I'm not um, afraid anymore to be that annoying person, but when, if they're not responding, it's because they're not doing their job, or because they don't want to deal with it, or because it's too difficult, because if it was easy to just be like, yes, Mm -hmm. no, maybe, or we don't do that, or whatever, they would have responded, but you're challenging that person or they don't have the time. But it's like people forget like we are paying their salaries like the people that are in charge, you know, like it's supposed to be, you know, the people, you know, the the, the board members Mm -hmm. and then it's us, you know, and it's not we're not being treated that way, but because we're also not. We're we're not taught that. We don't talk about that. We you know we're not educated on that because they don't really want us to to know. But we have a voice, you know. And right. I'm not saying like go and, and yell and and you know be angry. Like I like the the nonviolent communication oh. things that we learn. So learn like, how to address the situation. Right, be
1: polite. But, but that um, falls under the uh, psychological safety space too, mm-hmm. where y- y- as a leader. You should you should be okay with someone voicing their opinion or their ideas and being okay with it and not get butt hurt or mm. be offended by it because they're telling you something that maybe is directed at you. Yeah, you have to be open to <coughs> change and and their their new ideas and how how they're feeling. Yeah. So uh, I think psych- psychological uh, safety spaces is needed in these yeah. boardrooms and yeah leaders need
2: to, yeah leaders need to be aware of that, and sometimes they're not, and it's like I guess we could see the leaders in the organizations right now as like parents, you right. know, and yeah. it's like they're kind of not um, seeing themselves as as needing to give that to right. to their community, you know. And so, yeah, it would be really, really helpful for them to just learn some of these tools and be open minded, you know, right. and be self-aware of how um, impactful their actions, their way of thinking um, is really affecting the whole community.
1: I think, um, you know, the more uh, of these cohorts that we do um, is it really going to help the community. Because yeah. the more people that go through it, it's just going to spread
2: yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. We should really think about doing that workshop, though, for the community leaders. I think that would be great.
1: <coughs> you actually just came up with a great idea. Yeah, right? I don't know if no. Oh. You don't even know what the idea is.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, this one that I just said.
1: <laughs> no, you, you said something that uh-huh. um, sparked an idea in my head. Oh, okay, okay. I'm... Um, About the uh, doing this um, and, and the impact project. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, I really feel like if we treat um, all these foundations Mm -hmm. and even the Chamber of Commerce Mm -hmm. and the city and give them impact projects Mm -hmm. to work on together. Mm -hmm. So you know how like our class, like we got a class of like 33, 32 people, right? But we're all different. You know, both of us are business owners. um, But we we have to work together now uh, and do community impact projects, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So I think it's something there. I got I got to define it more, but okay. Okay. I give think them that's gonna, yeah. Give them a project, yeah, of course, you know.
2: Well, yeah, I think it, it would be good for them to learn it first.
0: Well, you know, because because no, a lot no.
2: of them don't know uh, yeah. many of these things. No, I, they don't. You know, and so that would be like a good step.
1: No, there will be, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I hope hope a lot of them take this uh, next uh, cohort that's yeah. going to start in January. Um, I know I got like three friends that um been seeing everything that I post and do. Um, yeah. And they, they really want to take it now, which is great. So like I said, it, it's it's going to spread like a wildfire. You know, more people that take it. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you, it's like I'm pretty sure someone in your circle is going to get affected by it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I know, you know the PTA president, from my kid's school who is also the uh ca- the council president mm. for the for the north antelope valley she's uh she signed up to take oh, it nice. so okay.
0: mm-hmm
1: so see
2: and she's the one that's uh running her own after school program mm. so mm-hmm yeah.
1: see we're, we're making an so, impact already
2: yeah
1: all right tanya
2: Right, Mike.
1: What you wanna talk about? We're almost running out of time. Well, I mean, Ashley, you have all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wanna share? Do I?
2: I, I wish I did. You wanna
1: know talk about it? Talk about what? What's on your mind? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind? <laughs> you don't want to know what's on my mind. Are you <laughs> oh, so are you asking do you really want to know what's on my mind? <laughs> Or are you just asking know, like you want maybe. the generic do you want the generic I'm, oh, I'm, yes, I'm gonna start saying I'm gonna start saying that do you want the generic answer or you want the truth <laughs> that's a good way
2: to respond yeah uh no the truth always
1: 100% <laughs> I'm not going there with you can you accelerate accomplishments? all right you'll tell me later <laughs> yes can you accelerate accomplishments
2: can you accelerate accomplishments?: can you
1: Well, let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How do we achieve positive change? I don't cheat. And you're no. And this is just from your perspective. Mm -hmm. How do we achieve positive change from what you've learned from the cap class? Like, what do you think? Mm.
2: I feel like. Well, first of all, it starts with the word positive. So, what's going to make the situation? better you know so it's above where what you've been doing where you're at now Mm -hmm. it's going to make the situation um a beneficial better outcome for for everyone as a whole um so being mindful of that you know i mean being mindful of what what is positive um is a really big thing i think that we all know deep down inside what is right from wrong you know and sometimes it's
1: isn't that uh isn't that um what's right and wrong uh, depending on your perspective?
2: Yeah, I mean it could be, but I feel like if you really sit there and think about it, you, you know. You know the right decision. You know you know what's right and what's wrong or what's going to make the situation better. Maybe you don't, but you can always try. right Right. and that's where you have to give yourself grace too. give yourself grace to make mistakes and that things are going to be difficult but that's a part of life you can't you cannot avoid living a perfect i mean living an imperfect life you know things are always going to be are going to be tough but how can you accomplish something positive is it's with that too you know being mindful giving yourself grace Mm -hmm. um making a plan Balancing, weighing out the options. Um, but it does come with working with um, discomfort, you know, breaking out of your shell. What are you doing now? Um, you know, you think that it's working. It's like, I don't I don't want to change things. I don't want to disrupt, you know, what's going on right now. I'm, I'm comfortable here. It's my safe zone. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like that something needs to change or you know or, or something's not working then you you have to get uncomfortable. You have to, you know, be a little bit more brave and work with that confidence. And that's why I feel like the self-talk is really helpful sometimes, especially with people that aren't used to it, people that have, you know, social anxiety. Like I had a lot of, you know, I still do deal with social anxiety sometimes and get overwhelmed or overthink and especially being shut down a lot. And, you know, cause I'm always like, I'm very creative. So I'm always thinking of a lot of things.
1: You know what? I just, a light bulb just went off in my head. again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I get these like every yeah, now and then. Cool.
2: Yeah. So do um, I. Yeah.
1: But, um, you should do your own show. Uh-huh. Self-talk show. Uh huh. Like, and call it Tanya thoughts. <laughs> okay. And just have these self-talk, like talks yeah. with yourself, but make it a show.
2: Okay. Just talk to myself. Yeah,
1: <laughs> like no, you here by yourself with a microphone and, okay. and a camera, and just uh-huh.
0: yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see.
1: No, be, no, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being. I'm not even being funny right now because, okay. I, and I've told you this before. Like <clears throat> I enjoy <throat> listening to you. Thank you. I think um, over the last couple of years, um, I've learned how to be more of an active listener. So, and I think that's why I like having conversations with people, I actually like listening to people. You know, the other day I had this conversation with somebody. I literally called them to ask them one thing. Mm. I was on the phone for two hours
0: because
1: <laughs> they would—they just went on. Yeah, like, they was venting, and, uh-huh. and they even admitted, "Hey, so sorry, I had to—I had to vent." <laughs> and, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, like most people aren't okay with it, but yeah. I, I'm okay with it, especially if it's like our first time talking or mm-hmm. whatnot. Like, I don't mind people venting to me because yeah. I'm a great listener. I'll I sit there because I know sometimes people just need someone to listen. They need it. Right? Yeah. So I don't mind that. You're not going to do it every day to me. Like, <laughs> you're going to do it, right? Yeah. But then our next conversation mm. is, okay, what's the solution now? Right. Like, we, we, we already vented. Yeah. We know the problem. Yeah. Now what's the solution? That's like, smart. we're not going to con- yeah. continue to yeah. vent. Like, right. let's talk about solutions. Like, okay, gotcha. You. Right. You're, yeah.
2: You're stuck now. Yeah, let's so get out of that. I don't. That's yeah. what i I don't
1: mind doing it the first time. Yeah, but um, but anyway, back to my mm-hmm. point about mm-hmm. you. Uh, I love listening to hear hear you talk because you have great thoughts. You have great ideas. You know, so Thank I think too. that it. I that's, appreciate that. That's a Thank show in the song. All right, the Tanya show. I'll see, when... like Madonna. <laughs> you said you'd said introduce you as just Tanya, like Madonna, <laughs> Prince. <laughs>
2: I did say that. I was like, yeah, I don't need a last name. Rihanna. <laughs> Just one name.
1: Just one name,
2: yeah.
1: Beyonce. So you are Beyonce, not Taylor <laughs> no. Swift, because she has two names. So you Beyonce. <laughs> you're
2: funny. you're Taylor Swift, I'm Beyonce.
1: <laughs> Saying I'm Taylor Swift. Wow. All right, Miss Tanya. What um what is well being to you?
2: Well being is being well, no. Uh
1: I'm not editing it out by the way. I'm putting that right on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one. Word. It's being well. That three second clip right there. There you go. <laughs> being well.
2: Um well being. Um, I feel like it's um it starts it's you know uh, do you want the generic version
1: i want your no. version
2: my version is uh um, i have
1: my own version but i want I want to do your you're version
2: gonna, you're going to get tears with that answer
1: no I, that's okay no well, I, I got well-being right
2: that's too far no well-being um is really being being honest with the with everything you know not not shoving those feelings deep down somewhere and not confronting a difficult situation um, your feelings whatever's going going on but really you know like we talked about earlier playing things out seeing how it's going to go and and talking to to yourself you know self-talk and self-love and and really admiring yourself and being proud of of the things, the accomplishments that you do, even if it is getting up, even if it is whatever it is, but just enjoying being you.
1: I like that. See, you should write that down. No, seriously, you should write that down. So you can always remember that. I don't have a pen. I know, I'm actually shocked you don't have your pencil (laughs) and pad here today. Like, what's going on?
2: I know. I try to wing it.
1: Oh, you're trying to be like me?
2: Yeah. I'm trying to see if it worked, but apparently, you know, (laughs) apparently not. I need my pen and my pad. See? I need it for a reason.
1: Well-being to me is... I was right. (laughs) I'll tell you what well-being to me is. No, you did great. You did great. But well-being to me is, well-being is the heart and soul of positive psychology. It gives us the tools to thrive and function effectively through the daily ups and downs in life, so that we can feel good and struggle well. That's my version.
2: That's your version, or that's the book version? No, that's my version. (laughs) I'm just I like that. Small part from the book. I like that, I like that. Small part from
1: the book. Small part from the book, but that's my version.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I like how you included struggling well.
1: I got that from the book.
2: It's it's hard to struggle well sometimes, you know? But also just being, I guess, being okay and knowing, like, I'm going to struggle, you know?
1: Right. And and you know what I tell people, like, even though well-being is really uh, struggling well, it's not to say you're not going to struggle. You're not going to go through challenges and obstacles, whatever. You're going to have your ups and downs. I know this. Mm -hmm. Even though I go through mines, but at the end of the day, I know I'm going to be okay. I know I'm going to get through this. But I still got to go through the motions and the process.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and I feel like I wasn't really ever taught that. And nobody, you know, growing up in a really, like, Latino family, you don't talk about your problems. You don't talk about your struggles. That's like, you know, you don't talk about Bruno. No, you
1: don't. (laughs) You
2: know, situations. And so it's really, really hard um, to, to get that. And that's why I feel like, you know, I'm going to bring it up again. But the whole self-talk is because sometimes you, you don't have other people to talk to about it. Sometimes, let's say you, you only have your family. You only have those kind of people around. So it's like you now want to grow like yourself, you know, let's say. And so it's like, how how does that start? So it really is with just knowing it, it's okay and telling yourself and learning, um, educating, like learning these tools and, and really being becoming a habit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's one of the good... Like, the really impactful things that we learned in class was the tiny habit. But um, using I've, I've used that in so many aspects of my life. Like, it hasn't just been like, oh, you know, working out or drinking water or whatever, you know, the easy kind of things. Mine was, was really like... Um, working on myself like accomplishments from the past and and really taking those things in and putting it in my calendar and actually doing it and um, being aware of the things that made me happy and putting those things in my calendar actually really helps i was like what's what is my jolt of joy today you know and it was always my daughter because she's just like the best jolt of joy for me personally but you know you have to really find that and really um and tell yourself, you know, you have to write a note somewhere or post a note or whatever works for you, which is something that I um, do at work a lot. And it's like, how, how do you like manage your, your things that you need to do? And a lot of times it's like, Oh, just my brain or like on my own or whatever. And it's like, well, sometimes we need a little bit more, you know, you need reminders, you need, um, to have that habit and just like, or a book or, um, it put it in your calendar, email something to yourself or text yourself something and, and develop that and make it like a daily part of your uh, life from now on, you know, and check in with yourself and tell yourself, like, I'm going to struggle and you know what it's okay and it it doesn't mean i'm failing and it doesn't mean i'm gonna fail or it's the end of the world or you know i went through this breakup or i'm going through a divorce or it's you know my second or third whatever you know it's like you have to just it's a part of life and people don't talk about it as much and social media is such a a fake thing sometimes you know and so it's hard because it's just like perfect displays and you know and it's sometimes like the extremes it's like something's really good or somebody's like having a total breakdown but you know I feel like it's 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 becoming a little bit more normalized you know um people are being a little bit more vulnerable a little bit more real and like you like to call it raw I guess um so it is it is nice to see that it is kind of becoming uh normal i guess to 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 show you you're vulnerable
1: well i mean i i always say you know raw and and like i don't like to sugarcoat nothing um Mm -hmm. because if i'm going to be on here talking and telling people not telling them what to do but you know being an an example yeah leading by example right then i gotta be raw i got i gotta be uncut because if I sat here and wrote out a script <laughs> about everything we are going to talk about today, it'd be fake. Yeah. It'd be like TV, like a reality world. It's, it'd be so fake. And people can, people know fake, especially when you talking about mental health and you want someone to connect with you and, and understand and feel you like they can feel fakeness. You want mm-hmm. somebody to relate to you. Like I understand, like I've done over 80 episodes now. Right. I understand everybody's not going to watch all 80 episodes, right? I want people to connect to Mm -hmm. a episode, Mm -hmm. whether it's one, Mm -hmm. two, but I want them to connect with a episode. Mm -hmm. Out of over 80 episodes that I did, I feel like I want everybody that I know, everybody that listens in to at least connect with one of them Mm -hmm. and get something out (coughs) of it, have a takeaway from it. That's, that's, that's my vision because I know they're not going to all connect with all of them. Yeah. Then it's not meant for that. It's meant for them to connect with one mm-hmm. and have a takeaway from that. And hopefully it helps them in their life and in their journey somewhere. Yeah.
2: But I feel like, you know, it's not that easy for everybody, you know, like that's, that's g- great. You're able to be so, so raw and open and, and, you know, um, have that in mind and, you know, be mindful, but for a lot of people, and I feel like a lot of people these days too, like the younger generation, it's, it's hard for them to open up and I don't want to call it being fake, but I do want to say like, sometimes it does take time to process things. Like, you know, maybe if you would have asked me and I didn't before, like, you know, um, who is Tanya, you know, and everything about me, I would probably give it much more. I'm sure I missed some, a lot of like really important things. Like I had my own really big battle with mental health for a lot of years in my life. Like the, I would say the most part, the majority, you know, and like I didn't really um, touch that, but that's something that's really, you know, important to me. So it's like, sometimes you miss, you miss those things or it, or it is hard. And sometimes like we respond in certain ways, but that doesn't mean like, or you could say like, oh, but she just went through, you know, this situation two months ago. And it's like, we're not going to react always in a perfect, in a perfect way. But we can start, you know, little by little with being more honest, Right. you know, and, and it is hard and I it, and that's. Gonna take baby steps for people. Well, that's what I was to say. Yeah. I,
1: I, I didn't just do this overnight. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it took me years right. to learn how to do this and talk in front of a microphone right. and a camera. Yeah. Like, remember, I was always behind the scenes yeah. for 35 years. Yeah. So, for me to be doing this now, if you would ask me this 10 years ago, would Mike have his own podcast show? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> like, that's a hard no. Yeah. Like, I would have never thought about doing this. Right. But once I did it, I. And I was I was really open and honest with my first episode. And it just felt good. Yeah. And then I kept doing it. And then, you know, yeah. Diana joined me. And it was like, we're just having these great conversations. And yeah. it just felt good. Like, I felt like a, like weights was lifted off of mm-hmm. me. Because I was releasing it. Because, mm-hmm. again, by me living by myself now, I don't have someone. I don't have... Because I was married for 25 years, right? right. Then I went into another 10-year relationship. Right. So... For me, that's thirty-five years huh. of always having that pillow talk with someone. Right. Now that I don't have yeah. that, like that was missing. So yeah. I needed to release. Like I needed to find an outlet yeah. to have, and I felt like this is my outlet now, where I can. I'm not having pillow talk with y'all, but. <laughs> 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 Kinda. Kinda. Okay. Well. No. <laughs> um.
2: Yeah, and but I love that. You know and I love that we. You're sharing your story, you know, and it's like sometimes I feel like people do also become intimidated, like they're like, oh, well, that person got to that point or they're at that point. But it's like telling us your backstory and like hearing about it and just knowing like what you went through to get to that is amazing, is amazing. It makes it so much easier for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And like. You know, me just saying, like, you know, I struggled with mental health for, like, the majority of my life since I was, you know, 13 maybe, you know. Um,
1: but you're not going to – and, and yeah. here's, another, here's another trick to that. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell your whole story in this one episode. Right. Like, you're going to come back. You're yeah. going to be on here a few more, you know, times. <laughs> um, she's still on probation, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, your story, is, it's, it's going to come out gradually. No, you're on probation. And, and I probably am. <laughs> But you're saying, like, and that's why I say be raw. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to force it. Right. Like, I want you to have these conversations mm-hmm. and, and tell your story, you know, yeah. and your time, your yeah. way, and it's just going to gradually come out. Oh, yeah. And that's when everybody listening, yeah. you know, and, and not say go on a podcast and tell your story, but <laughs> tell, like, open up to somebody, but do it in your time. Yeah. right. And, and just
2: and, and and little by little. Little by little, Yeah, exactly. like, you don't have to tell somebody, you know, your whole no, story. start off start off with a little yeah. bit of story mm-hmm. and
1: see how it may how it makes you feel. Right. Now that you're comfortable, now you can yeah. continue to go back to that person and, and also, it just come out.
2: Yeah, and also being aware that you're going to you're going to Feel super awkward yeah, <laughs> in the beginning on. it's gonna be very very uncomfortable mm-hmm. you're gonna be embarrassed you're gonna go home you're gonna overthink things like why did i say this or did i say that or did i not do that oh i should have said this and that and you know that's where like my social anxiety you know kind of like kicks in and and you know i and i'm talking about this more because i feel like that's um a thing that a lot of people need to talk about especially because the suicide walk is going on tomorrow in Palmdale. And so I know that it's that that's a thing with people that do feel alone or like they're not able to open up. And so just know that it, it is hard. It is uncomfortable, but just, and know that maybe you're going to open up and that might not even be the perfect person. Mm -hmm. Or let's say you tried going and speaking to a mental health counselor and they weren't a right fit for you. Well, you know, there's, there's, it's like a relationship, you know, you're, you're gonna maybe not vibe for, you know, in the beginning or that that person's just not for you. And you just kind of have to keep trying and, and talk, open up to somebody else or, um, say something else or, you know, find another counselor or try to just, you know, stick it through or find something that works, but we really can't give up on ourselves. And, um, and we really have to know it is it, it is sometimes an uphill battle and it's going to feel yes. a little bit difficult, but it does get, get easier and nothing is permanent. Just like the, the, the good things aren't permanent and they don't last forever. The bad things aren't either. And,
1: right. but you know, and, and that's why I always say that, you know, the reason why I can get through things a lot easier mm-hmm. is because I work on my mental health every day. Mm-hmm. Like you can't use like all these tools that we have, right. You can't just use them when something happens because they're not going to work effectively. Mm-hmm. You have to work on them every day. And I I say every day, but it's okay if you miss a day or two. Right. Like, I like even though I do try my best to do something every day, there's days that I miss because I'm either doing something at work or, you know, I'm just too tired and I just don't do it, right? Yeah. But out of a seven-day week, mm-hmm. I do practice something on mental health at least five, day, five of mm-hmm. Five of those days. Like, I might miss a day or two, but I won't miss a lot. Yeah. But that's because so... When something happens now, I'm able to reflect easier and go through my toolbox and you know, be able to navigate through the struggle a little easier. Yeah. Because I practice on it every day. Yeah. But someone that doesn't hey, practice on it to every practice day. Some
2: of your practice your self-talk though.
1: Okay. <laughs> so y'all don't forget ten twenty-one twenty-three. 23 um, join me at Pretty Little Poppy Marketplace. As we share many hugs, loves, and laughs along the boulevard because we only have one life. So you guys join us. Don't forget, um, October 21st at noon, uh, join us at Pretty Little Poppy Marketplace. We have team one life, hug, laugh, and love. And also, Tanya and I are going to be doing a live broadcast from Pretty Little Poppy that day.
2: Yeah, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a I'm lot super of fun. I'm super excited.
1: Like, it's going to be so many people um, on the boulevard, yeah. and we're all going to have, uh, I think, orange bandanas. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to walk the boulevard and give out hugs. We're going to tell jokes. We're going to give out some love. And, you know, I'm going to hand out some purpose cards. So it's going to be fun. Like, we're just going to spread that, that community love.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait yes. to just just talk to to people and mm-hmm. random strangers and just show them that that love because you never know who you, who could need it in that need moment. it that day, right? Yeah, and then talk about the the drone thing you guys are gonna do or that we're gonna do.
1: Oh, at the end, yeah. So yeah, at the end, um, we're hoping to get eighty eight people. I think that was the number eighty eight, right? Yeah, 88, 88 people. Mm-hmm. And with us wearing all the orange bandanas, there's going to be a drone overhead and we're going to take a group picture. And that group picture, um, I'm not sure who's going to do the special effects, but it's going to turn into a poppy.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be cool. Yeah. To see.
1: So we're all cool. going to be like a little poppy.
2: Also, if you haven't been to the shop, it is amazing. Yes, I just checked it out and it is one-of-a-kind shop out here i love it love it definitely need to check
1: it out amazing things Mm -hmm. over there at pretty little poppy so you guys definitely stop by and go support
2: um, your local vendors
1: yes and they're so
2: artistic like they're so cool there's a little bit of everything they got the candles they got the little crochet things they got like the loose leaf tees they have the hair bows they got Mm -hmm. so many many awesome things things. halloween stuff
1: Yeah, so go check out Pretty Love Poppy. It's over 90, I think it's like over 95 vendors now. Um, But yeah, they're doing it big over there. So go check them out. Mm -hmm. Any last words?
2: Peace and love.
1: Soul Train? Did you get that from Soul Train? Did you just repeat Soul Train right now? Do you even know know what Soul Train is?
2: The one where they dance? Oh my
1: God. No? Just mess up the whole episode.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your favorite show? it was
1: oh that's my generation was peace. it peace no so yeah he did he said peace love <laughs> and soul just i just missed so I, I just said peace and that's love. okay okay well that's my thing that's so. your thing all right well thank you tanya thank you mike rincon read am i saying your last name right say it in spanish rincon like how you say it in spanish
2: <laughs> oh my god you better cut that part out <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: See,
2: you're on probation
1: All right, y'all, we out of here. Till next
0: time. Goodbye.